You're listening to Brumpod, the podcast for small businesses by small businesses. Discussing the topics that matter to you because they matter to us, including marketing, networking, generating business awareness, as well as covering various business tools and technology. Brought to you by Brummies Networking, the home of free, stripped-back business networking. Produced by Happy Content Co. Welcome to Brumpod episode 27. I'm Richard and I'm here with Ewan, but no Jason today. Oh dear. But we have a very special guest in the form of Jordan Patel from Art.Quarter, which is something you may have heard of, but uh, you also may not be familiar with it. So welcome, Jordan. Thanks for having me, Richard. And you in, by the way. <laughs> so, I stumbled across Art Quarter on Twitter, I think, okay. a while back. So, in case people aren't aware of what the Art Quarter project is, explain to us what it's all about, what you're creating and who it's for. Okay, well, I, I, this is for me, this is quite actually uh, what would be a simple question to a lot of people, but it's quite a... A difficult question because I I'm not really sure how to label the the project, but um, I, well I guess I'll try my best. Which is <laughs> I I see it as a a multi-purpose um, lifestyle leisure complex. I I, I guess um, in in the long and short of it is if I was to label it, it would be something along those kind of lines but ultimately it's a it's just it's a physical space for people to meet and interact and integrate and communicate and conversate um so yeah that's that's what it is so it's gonna like a mix of of retail and commercial sort of office space with some uh, Leisure, shop units and hospitality exactly coffee shop and bakery and sort of put this pop-up shops as well aren't there they're gonna be yes playing. yes Exactly. So yeah, it's a, it's a multitude of uh, different styles of businesses. Um, a lot of the kind of thought process behind uh, the kind of businesses we wanted in the complex were ones that we can teach people a trade or um, because we've approached obviously the pop-up style um, when it comes to retail. We wanted, we, we ultimately wanted to create a space for people to launch their careers or, or or a new business venture so um yeah it, it was to serve both both angles really and presumably covid19 has has ended up affecting you with the sort of plans for for launch has, has it has it affected that in a significant way and is, is everything hopefully still on track oh yeah i think it's affected everyone um massively obviously for us this was such a huge project. And when you're doing it, um, when you're self-funding and it's independent, um, you know, you don't necessarily have the, the finances or the resources to accommodate, um, any kind of obstacles, let alone obstacles like a pandemic. Um, so yeah, it's been an extremely testing and challenging time, but you know, um, by the grace of God, We've come through, come through it. We're 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 on the other side. Um, it's in fact, uh, weirdly, it's actually more positive now than, and we're in a better situation now than we were when we first started because 
Originally, our kind of whole approach was that we were going to sell everything off plan and bring in brands. Um, yeah. But because because of the pandemic and everyone fe- feeling the strain of uh, 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 the virus and, and how it's affected them um, commercially, we we now have more or less brought everything in house. Um, there's a couple of opportunities for outside brands, but predominantly it's all going to be in-house, which gives us a, a stronger kind of like, well, it gives us more control um, and, it, and it allows us to fulfil our kind of like, I guess, political, social agenda that we have as an underlying aspect um, after presenting this like fantastic uh, leisure complex. Well, I, I was going off at a tangent, I'm afraid, Jordan, but you, you mentioned how stressful it's been during the, the lockdown and the pandemic. Mm. Uh, are you doing this on your own? Is, is there a team of you? And oh, yeah, have you coped with that stress? Um, well, I'm, to be honest, I'm not really one to really get stressed. Um, I guess at times I get frustrated when you know when other people are, are, are letting you down and and the project means so much to you and and you're so passionate and you understand how how important it is and how how much it's going to serve the people around you and and and, and your community so of you know we have a real sense of responsibility so i can't i guess at times um, don't really get stressed, but get a bit frustrated with um, suppliers or, or, or whoever involved in the project that aren't um, as driven or, or 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 as passionate as 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 we are. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, the, to be honest, life's too short to to get stressed. Um, it, 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 what will be will be. That's, I guess, the motto that we all kind of like adapt. But no, I'm, 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 I'm the founder, so I don't have any investors or partners um, per se. But I have the most incredible um, team and people around me um, that I've sourced. They're, they're just, they're just absolutely fantastic. I couldn't, I, honestly, I. There's, I wouldn't be able to praise them enough. They're just so great. And that's what makes this project great. And, and by default, helps me to do um, a fantastic job. No, it's always important to have a good support network and team around you to, uh, yeah, to drive absolutely. everything forward. Yeah. You've chosen a site in Digbeth, yeah. and especially over the last 20 years, has seen massive regeneration. Yeah. Uh, I saw a photo, actually, only a few days ago of someone... Uh, uh, from Faisley Studios, and they posted a picture of uh, of Gibb Street from the nineties, mm. mm. and it looks totally different. Yeah, uh, and so I mean, obviously, Digbeth is the absolute in place to be now, and it's it's certainly the home of many of Birmingham's creative industries. Yeah, was that was that the main reason for picking that location, or were there any other deciding factors on picking Digbeth? Well, well, well I, I see the potential of Digbeth. Like you said, it's. It's, there's always been this thing about Digbeth that it's coming, it's coming, and I think you've just put it, uh, it, you've completely nailed it, that it's actually the in place now. It's it's not even, it's not coming anymore, it's here. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I can just see the the future's really bright for Digbeth. I think there's 
so much uh, potential and growth still to come for at least another, you know, like 15, 20 years, if not, if not more. And um, I think it's a great place to kind of invest and, and, and set up shop. And plus the location that we've got is absolutely kind of like sensational. Um, and I don't want to kind of like uh, be dis- disrespectful to any other business in Zidbeth, but I genuinely feel like we have the most incredible location in Digbeth. We're directly opposite the ball ring. Um, we're over the road from, you know, the National Express Coach Station. We're down the road from what will be the now Curzon Street HS2 station. Um, we're, uh, you know, practically down the road from Moore Street, uh, BCU campus, one of the largest creative studies campus in, in the country, um, is a stone's throw away. You've got Millennium Point. So you just got some incredible, incredible links, uh, transport links for, for a start. And yeah, um, I feel very, very blessed that we have that location. And the building itself is, is phenomenal. It's not easy to find not only the location, but the site itself is just, uh, I don't know, it's breathtaking. It, so it's, it, it's an old paper mill, isn't it? It's a, an old paper it mill is. derelict. Exactly. It's just a paper mill that's kind of just been left to rot for, I don't know how many decades. I mean, when we went in, it literally was just a shell um, of a building. It didn't have any kind of like electrics, water, sewerage. In fact, it didn't even have flooring. It, uh, the roof was missing. It had asbestos. Um, one of the most overwhelming things about that building when I first went in it had hundreds of pigeons, so <laughs> you can just imagine what it what it felt like in there. Um, but obviously, we've brought it back to life. We've restored it. We've created all these kind of like retail units within it. Um, I think the layout is fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really pleased with what we've achieved uh, so far. And what what's the size of the building? I mean, how how big is the square footage across how many floors? <laughs> I'd say it's, uh, uh, I'd say it's it, it's got to be well over twenty thousand square foot. Wow! Yeah, it's massive. So what we've done is we've broke it up um, into three phases because there's no way you can just tackle not as an independent anyway. There's no way you can tackle something that big. Um, so what we've done is we've like we've just broke it down into three parts. So what we're doing is we're working on phase one at the moment, which is very much a lot more of the hospitality, food, drink aspect. Um, we've got obviously got the lady salon and the barbers and the offices, event space um, involved in that in that phase one as as well. And then phase two will be all about like the retail uh, and the trainer war. And then phase three. Um, well, phase three was still kind of like it's in it's in it's in early development stage. So um, I don't want to say too much because I because we most likely will change our mind. And I say that because throughout this whole project, the amount of changes we've made. Um, yeah, we started with one idea and we're on something kind of like totally different now. Um, and I want it to be like that because I want to evolve with this project i don't want to be this kind of like corporate company that just has this set agenda um and we just have to adhere to that and tick all the boxes i just want to kind of just like i said evolve and see where see where the journey takes us i suppose it's got to be important to be to be fluid about these things isn't it i mean you you and our resident business expert i mean would, would you agree with that sort of fluidity being 
Oh, pretty key I'm, with this. Absolutely. Um, it's an old thing, which is, you know, the plan never survives the first contact with reality. Mm. And you've got to keep planning, you've got to keep changing, you've got to keep moving. And that's more so in you know, the current world, not only with the pandemic on, but with, you know, tech, technological changes yeah. and, and the fact that um, everything changes so much more quickly these days. Mm, exactly. So I think it's important to have a very, very loose plan. So it's almost like imagine getting in a car and thinking, OK, I'm going to go to this destination. But you don't always need to go the, 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 you know, the, the, the destination that's kind of like most common, uh, the, the most, sorry, the most kind of common path to that destination. Yeah. Maybe you can take like the, the side roads and do some detours and stop at some service stations or whatever. So that's kind of how I look at it. I'm just like, okay, I know where I want to kind of go to, but I want to be really like kind of like fluid and flexible because you know, throughout this whole process, we meet so many like fantastic people and we never really thought that they would fit in. If we had like a really strong agenda, they probably wouldn't fit into the whole art quarter uh, um, complex. But people are coming to us that are just bringing something so different and fresh to the table that we're like, oh my God, this is so amazing that we want to we want to we want to accommodate that, and therefore you then have to be uh, able to 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 change uh, and, and to find a space for them to fit in. So yeah, the project is to be honest, Richard. The project's evolving. I'd say on a on sometimes on a daily basis um, because we just get so many like incredible opportunities come away, and we don't want to like just turn turn them away. So yeah, we um, we're very very flexible. I'd say. Ah, that's good. What what made you decide to go for it, and, and what are the plans or hopes for it down the line? I guess. Um, well, I, uh, I wanted to go for it because I had a vision, and um, on a deeper side of stuff, I just felt there was a real kind of racial injustice. Um, and this is not me jumping on the bandwagon of like Black Lives Matter because actually, I identified this whole what would you call it, agenda two and a half years ago, because that's when I started this project, which was I just felt that there was a lack of equality and uh, and, and diversity. And I just felt like there was, a, there was a very much a break between, I guess, what you would class as like, let's say the government level and street and the street level, ground yeah. level. And because I come from that kind of background, but I'm still able to communicate with people in kind of like corporate positions or, or government lead positions. Um, I can relate to both sides. So I feel like I almost like sit in the middle and, and, and I'm, uh, what would I class as? I'm the, like the translator um, because I think both parties are talking different languages totally and are, and are different places and there's, a, there's quite a misunderstanding. And I'm just trying to kind of like bridge that. I want to like bridge, bridge that gap. Um, and to be honest, I, I also want to help to play a part in making my, my community, my city, my country, the world that I live in a better place. Um, because ultimately I, 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 I want to strive to be a humanitarian because I've had all these kind of like 
ideals in that have been within me, but I've never acted on them. I've never actually done anything to go, okay, yes, I've made a difference. I've just had the thought that, oh, I'd like to do good, but I haven't really been proactive. Um, and then I just, there was a moment in my life where um, I, I I experienced the loss of life and um, it kind of just, it just gave, gave me a new perspective to, yeah. to, to, to life, to, to what, what do I want to achieve? What do I want to achieve? Because one thing that is guaranteed is that we're all going to pass. And, um, I guess I want to, I, I don't want to, I don't, I, I'm not scared of dying, but I don't want to die. Um, not being content, I suppose is, is the word satisfied that yeah. I actually, I actually did achieve a few things or I did, I made a difference. Because I think everyone is born with a purpose anyway. And I just feel like this is my purpose. Um, and I just want to, I just want to do as much as I can to change as many people's lives as I can, feed as many families as I can, um, and help everyone to kind of realize their dreams. Um, because one thing I do kind of have acknowledged, especially the past few weeks, is that I actually feel like I'm living a dream. Like this is just the most incredible project the most incredible job position however you want to label it as um, I'm probably not so comfortable when I don't know I don't like to label myself as like a CEO or, 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 or any of that because I don't know for me that inherently makes me feel like there's some kind of like hierarchy within my within my project and I'm just not I'm just not about that I, I want us to all feel like, okay, we're all just working on a project and fighting for the same kind of like goals, but we're all trying to develop ourselves and achieve our, 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 whatever we're trying to achieve, um, both for the project and, 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 and personally as well. Yeah. And, and as this is a, a social enterprise, I know this has been a, a big part of your driving force creating this. And yeah. creating something that's that's more accessible to the many having a strong sense of community yeah have there been any stumbling blocks or problems going down this route as opposed to a more traditional more inverted commas regular commercial route well actually i am a commercial project so i think a lot of people get mistaken by this so i i have a what people when people set up like a social enterprise kind of business they obviously are very apparent with their, their social agenda. Yeah. However, I am actually a hundred percent a private limited company. I'm a commercial project, but I just have a social agenda. So I'm not just driven by, I guess, commerciality. I'm not, I'm to be honest, I'm not driven by money. Um, I'm driven by trying to make a change and a difference, but I'm also, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm pretty savvy in in the understanding that you know like, like you've just said in that in that statement or that question social enterprises or 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 or, or, or enterprises where that rely on grants and funds and charity donations or what have you they always or, or a lot of time they end up getting themselves into a situation because for whatever reason a grant that they've been reliant on hasn't come through or a donation hasn't dropped or whatever it may be. Yeah. They're continuously chasing that. 
which means that they're quite limited. And I don't want, I never wanted that kind of, um, I just didn't want, I, I didn't want that limitation. I am very much, I'm a commercial project. Um, I, I'm here to make money, but yes, what I am kind of letting people know is that money isn't potentially or particularly to drive fast cars and buy big houses. It's to use that money to make a difference globally, whether it be to build a well or whether it be to open an orphanage or or locally, whether it be to fund whatever projects. Plus, like I said, we want to employ hundreds of people. We want them to have careers, not just like a, a disposable kind of job um, where they're just like, yeah, not taking it serious. We, we want people who want to have careers and have a future and get them onto a path. Uh, all the brands that we have within the, the units that are in-house are all businesses that are scalable and um, are able to be turned into franchise models, which is what we're working on. So as an example, Art.Barbers, we know, and we're already sourcing and looking for other locations to put Art.Barbers. So once we find a, a gem, a diamond within our, you know, within our employees um, in the barbershop and they're ready, we will take them and, 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 and develop them and hopefully give them their own barbershop. So ultimately their own, their own business. Um, so that's kind of like the, the agenda that we've got. And we have an incubator system, which we kind of, I only announced that over the weekend. Uh, we only went public with it via um, I did a, TED, a TEDx talk um, and I announced it in, in the Q&As that we are actually uh, creating an incubator system. So an incubator system, in, in, just in a really basic terms, obviously it is a lot more detailed than what I'm about to tell you. But ultimately, if you have an idea or if you have a dream of any description, what we do is we kind of nurture that idea. So there's an application process, but we nurture that idea. We have commercial offices. We house you in our incubator, our offices. We give you access to all our resources. So that may be anything from web developers to development chefs to, I don't know, graphic designers, PR, marketing, business consultants, uh, bid writers that help you find grants. Um, we can even look at putting the capital into the business if you feel right but ultimately we're offering you our resources and we take your concept and and help you in a uh, our kind of like timelines for these incubator ideas is three months so from in within three months we help you take that idea and make it a reality but what we're really trying to do is it's very much for people uh, from an ethnic background uh, uh, ultimately from a bane background um and, and very much street level, because what you find there are, this is not a revolutionary uh, um, idea, concept, because incubator systems do work. But ultimately, generally, they're for people who already uh, are quite privileged or, or know how to access these things. So, you know, incubator systems that run by uh, middle class people that work at NatWest and are business advisors and it, it, it's just not it's not really readily available for people on the street and that's what i'm trying to access that's that's where the change needs to happen i'm trying to get people off the street 
and give them inspiration and give them hope and, and, and know that, look, if you, if you need somewhere to go, that we have, it's there now, it's there. It's, you just got to walk through the front door. All you need to do is make sure you have a good idea. And even if that idea takes you six months or two years to develop, it's fine. Um, once you're ready, you can come to us and then we'll help you make it a reality. As long as it's obviously a viable, feasible business. Because um, we're not going to like uh, give people false hopes. We want to make whatever the idea is, it, is 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 financially viable and can support uh, their lifestyle, their family, and and so forth. That's certainly a massive uh, opportunity for anyone with a startup or thinking about yes, setting up some form of exactly a business for themselves. And I think the timing's right as well because I mean I've just been watching the news prior to this uh, call, and they've just mentioned W H Smiths are sacking or, 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 or making a lot of people redundant um, and so is uh, a few other uh, businesses, brands and I'm just like, okay this is um, well they said, didn't they, they said there was going to be this wave of unemployment and um, I think it's just about to kind of like well, I think it's it's starting now. It's, think- it's looking like a dodgy time at the minute and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not looking, it's not looking great a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, well, I was, I was just thinking that you know, self-employment is is one of the routes out of being made redundant. Yes. And a lot of people want control. Had a dream of, of a little business. Yes. But I would say that it's not for everybody. Yes. Yes. Some people really ought to, you know, have have the certainty of being employed. Yes. So we offer, so that's where we're kind of, we're, we're in a good position because we can offer both. Yeah. If you want to be, if you want to try a business venture, we can support that. But we also are obviously going to be employing a lot of people. Um, yeah, so our narrative, I guess, is very, very different to what the general consensus is because everyone is obviously at the moment kind of, streamlining or reducing or letting people go and actually we're kind of saying we're building the biggest independent project in this city and one of the biggest in the in the country and we're going to be employing a lot of people um and giving a lot of people opportunity so um yeah i think you know they 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 always say they don't know one 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 or two things always rise out the ashes and um i guess i'm feeling that that potentially is or is is us um so Absolutely, yeah i'm in a yeah. fortunate position yeah so wh- wh- how long until things open is is it on track for phase one sort of opening soon no well we obviously we've had to put everything on hold for four months yeah. um so we only started back a couple of weeks ago, um, because even though um, the construction could have started, what people don't realise is that there was a backlog of building materials. We couldn't eat because everyone's starting back at the same time. So you just couldn't get a hold of all the relevant materials that you need to be able to 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 start back um, a project of this size and description. But we started back a few weeks ago. Um, and yeah, we're 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 flying now. We're full steam ahead. Um, I don't think, in all honesty, we're going to make that time back up um, 
we looked at it and it's just we don't want to rush this project. It's just just not worth it. We put yeah. we've taken so long to get the detailing right that we just don't want to like we don't want to we just don't want to strain it. So I think most likely we're going to be opening around about December time. I'd say um, we could be done earlier, but I just don't want to put any. I, I just don't want to put any, any unnecessary pressure. I mean, we have to have some kind of pressure because, you know, you can't just have a project like this uh, stay in that build phase for too long because uh, you need to be generating revenue. Yeah. Um, but then again, but, December's not that long away, is it? No, really, in reality? no, no. And I think it'll be the right time because I think, you know, I still think there's this uncertainty of a second wave. I think there's this whole thing with the social distancing, which actually, you know what people don't realise is if you've got small venues, so say, example, Our Lady Salon, if we're then starting having to practise two metre, now they're saying, you know, one metre, but if you're having to practise social distancing, it is very, very challenging to do that and make the business viable. Um, yeah. And so we're like, actually, you know what? Let's take our time. And hopefully by December, I think things will have relaxed a little bit, a little bit more. Um, I'm not saying it will be totally eradicated, but I do, I'm, I'm kind of quietly confident that it will have reduced somewhat, um, to, to our benefit. And, and I, and I just think there'll be, I think people are just, because as you, as you've identified, Richard, the the p the the pr or the the hype and awareness and attention for this center is is absolutely extraordinary like uh, you know when we're speaking to journalists they've actually even said to us look we have never seen this amount of attention on a, on a on a build on something that's still in a build phase. Normally, you have a launch day. You've announced the launch party, but I think because of this whole lockdown, people just gravitated towards the the project because I think it was quite uplifting. I think it was very positive, and I think that's just exactly what people needed because generally, I think a lot of the like news out there was just very kind of like doom and gloom. Oh, it is. Um, I mean, there, mm. there is so much negativity in the world yes. at the minute for, for yes. a multitude of reasons, and it's yes. it is nice to see that there is something. It, it's like a little seedling that's just developing in a garden. It's it, it's you know it's it's growing, it's coming. It's a little yes. bit of hope for the future that you know things are still being regenerated. Old yes. buildings are still being yeah. uh, recycled into a whole new. Uh, whole new things from what they used to be, from you know, paper mill to a new unit like this. Uh, yeah, and I think I think it's I think it is encouraging, and it is it does give a bit of hope to uh, to businesses out there that things you know not, not everything has just suddenly stopped. There is still there are well, we're, things we're, happening. We're averaging. I mean, I, I, when we're doing any, just as an example, when we're doing an Instagram post which is a video content related about the build or, or something related to Art Quarter, it's actually getting an average of just over 10,000 views, um, wow. which is just, no, it's just ridiculous, that kind of views. For a platform that only has 1,500 people following it, um, it's, pretty, it's pretty special because we only started the platforms off um, just prior to 
the the lockdown. So yeah, it's grown at just a rapid pace. When I put a video out of my interview, which is just a little bit of a back uh, a background to the project, within two weeks it had just under forty thousand views, which is just yeah it's just it's just it's phenomenal so That's yeah so we've we've had a lot of kind of like press and media attention and i think it has become kind of like the beacon of light and i think it's good to fly the flag for birmingham because i think you know birmingham lacks these kind of like really hip cool innovative pioneering kind of complexes because what one thing you and did mention is technology well we've got some of the country's leading innovative technology, software, AR and VR companies on board. We haven't even announced that layer of the project yet. Um, but some of the stuff that they're proposing that they're going to bring to our quarter, um, software-wise or visual-wise, honestly, is just... It's just breathtaking, and I think it will turn it into. Well, everyone saying who's in, who's involved, who's worked on similar kind of like, well, not similar projects, but worked on other projects, have said that this potentially can become a national uh, tourist attraction for innovation and technology from a visual element. Because AR and VR, I think those kind of things are very much the the future. Um, so yeah, we're in a we're in a fantastic position and i think because of social media now you can get you get to follow our journey as well um step by step which is which is i think very um engaging and fun for a lot of people absolutely they get a brumple exclusive as well there yeah yeah (laughs) yes yes you did yeah so there's so what comes next well i think next is we're like i said we're working on this vr and ar stuff so we're probably going to do some kind of like huge announcement or but announcement will probably be more like a a pr in the form of a pr stunt which i do think because obviously i'm you know i'm privy to to know about what what's being discussed and as long as what's being discussed we're able to pull off which isn't always the case um because there has been times where we've had ideas and we've got very close and something has just kind of an obstacle has just stopped us from doing it so i'm always a little bit reluctant to say exactly what it is but if we do pull off the discussions that we're having i do think it will just like seal the deal it will confirm our kind of like status because i i'm pretty you know i've got my finger on the pulse and uh my ear to the ground and my eyes open and i've never seen anything like this being done from an ar argumentative reality point of view in this city ever before um so that's something really exciting that's going to come probably in about three to four weeks i'd say that announcement's going to come out um and then yeah we're just getting on with the build so i think really for people just to follow us on our socials um they can follow me follow me on my personal journey which is jordan.patel on instagram or you've got art.quarter which is a bit more of the the, the business the the art quarter side of the project uh, uh, as it should be and we're just doing the build and we're just inviting people come on the journey with us and i know i think you're going to be i think there's some really good interesting surprises and announcements along the way that i do think is going to make people smile get excited and actually just feel proud of like 
that they're, 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 they're part of something the city's never seen before, I suppose. Absolutely. Uh, that's certainly something I'll be looking out for, most definitely. And, and down the line, in the, in the long-distance future, you know, more sites across the Midlands, across the country? Any... Probably a big holiday. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. I think just deserved, uh, yes. Yeah, no, I am... Um, to be honest, I don't... At the moment, I don't really have any drive to open another centre in in the UK because I just... I want to almost make this a, a national uh, attraction. And I think people, especially people from, like, for example, Muslim backgrounds, because... Because we don't have that many complexes that are halal that don't serve alcohol or you know or or or, or, or those food offerings, um, we're sometimes quite restricted. So people do tend to travel a lot to good places, um, and we'll be the first. We're actually the very first halal street food con- concept complex in the country. So that's a big deal in itself. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's going to, like, draw a lot of people from far and wide, which is great for... No, well, it's great generally for everyone, not just for us as a centre, but for the economy in Birmingham as a whole, because, you know, people will come, they'll stay over, they'll stay in hotels, they won't just venture, you know, to us, they'll probably go to other kind of, like, landmarks, um, other leisure facilities, hospitality facilities or the food places. So they'll probably make a weekend of it or, or what have you. So, yeah, it has a greater purpose. So I think um, I haven't got no plans for the UK, but if I if I was to kind of let you into my, my greater dream, I, I would love to have kind of seven centres around the world um, and use this as my blueprint and probably keep getting bigger as, as I do each one. But yeah, that's God. No, I don't even know when that if if and when that would happen. Um, but you know what? Whatever's meant to be will be. I'd I'd be super satisfied if this was the only thing that I do. But that is my great great kind of like goal, so to speak. Absolutely. No, it sounds like a fantastic project. Brilliant for Thank startups. You. Um, and you know. Established businesses alike, just to be able to sort of yeah, come and exactly. use the space and utilise all the units and things that are, are going to be available. Exactly. Wish you every success with it, and Thank cannot you. wait to see it once it's all uh, all built and launched and and open. Yeah, well, I'll be make I'll, I'll make sure I um, get you guys uh, an invite to the launch party for sure. Absolutely, we'll be there. That'd be lovely. We'll be there. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Richard. Thanks ever really so much, Jordan. Well, that pretty much wraps up episode 27, so thank you for listening. And do make sure you look out for Art Quarter over the next weeks and months and see how progress is going. All the links are in the episode notes below. And do check them out on Twitter and Instagram as well. So thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it. And we'll see you again for the next one. You've been listening to Brumpod, the podcast for small businesses by small businesses. Brought to you by Brummies Networking, the home of free Stripped Back Business Networking. Produced by Happy Content Co. Follow us on Twitter at Brumpod. You can subscribe to future episodes using Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and several other podcast platforms. Just search for Brumpod. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, then please do consider leaving us a review. Music by Bureaucratic. 
We'll see you on the next episode.